Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Al, if you can help us, we're getting a little feedback, so we're hearing ourselves twice. Thank you. All right. Give us a call. Be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. Dr. Finch is here with us on this uh, scary where there's lots of ghosts and stuff. And pumpkins, pumpkins, pumpkins. Jerry is just kind of a... A ghost today. He's just kind of... You see him? You can't, I can't even see him. I, I feel his presence, but I don't see him. Yeah, well, it's hard to tell from him <laughs> from, from a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, and there are lots of pumpkins, oh so maybe God. he's out there in the pumpkin patch. Every shape and color you yeah, can Yeah, beautiful. And where's the little ones? Oh, there they are. Oh, okay. do you see him? Okay, yeah, because yeah. the kids love the little ones. Yeah. Uh, when it gets closer and closer to Halloween, it is hard to see... If you bring a child here, be prepared to buy a little pumpkin because uh, every wagon last year was leaving with a little pumpkin in it. Yeah, even then, and dads and moms were trying to talk them into a bigger one. And Yeah, no. No, 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 no. You know, there's, there was going to be a major conflict. <laughs> we've, we've actually uh, started training uh, staff for uh, pumpkin consultation over there. For Yes, the... Uh it can get, get kind of tough. Uh-huh. Yeah, so if if you don't know or if you haven't haven't seen it, uh, children, uh, I don't know. How old do you think the kids are that, that, that pick the pumpkins up? There's, some, there's something joyful to a child about picking a pumpkin up and then dropping it onto the ground. Oh, and I was thinking that two to five that yeah. just love those little pumpkins. Oh, the little pumpkins, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but the... Uh, oh, the big ones. Yeah, the poor poor Calvin has to stare at this and and gets a little little. It's not as bad as it used to be, is it? No, I think you're right. I do think you're right. I think last year we were waiting for you to yell, and I don't think we got one scream out of you. Part of it is they they the arrangement arrangements are different. They're more uh, they're more open, so that yeah. the kids don't have to crawl behind uh, other rows. I mean, it's it's really cool, really interesting, uh, and uh, and. All those all those different colors and shapes and everything. So the monster maze is practically done, but you could still enjoy it today. And the uh, uh, scary stuff all around the nursery. Just a lot of fun around this season, and it's uh, it's uh, already started. It's absolutely gorgeous out in the nursery uh, with lots of petunias. It's caused me a lot of pain, Milton. Uh oh, why? Because Mil- Milberger's has rocket snapdragons. I saw out. that in the ad. Oh no! And you know, I've got my cut flower garden. I've just, I've got a just a new new crop of zinnias in there, and so I just oh, as much as I love rocket snapdragons, I I love zinnias, uh, and the butterflies love zinnias more. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. oh, you're big on those zinnias. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, um, but uh, when will you plant the rockets? When will the zinnias kind of give out? I was, de- you know, I was debating about that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build a new uh, expanded garden. Oh, good. And I was wondering if maybe I could just fill it with rocket snapdragons this year, but uh, I, I'll have to sit down and think about this. It's a very, uh, very important issue in my <laughs> gardening. Uh, part part of it it is that you, uh, I see something like rockets, and then I end up buying about uh, uh, fifty foot by ten. You're not. Uh, you don't. You're, you don't skimp on the, that yeah. stuff. I've noticed you. Yeah. That, the I, cyclamen. The. And I haven't got the irrigation in there yet, but oh, uh, no. my irrigator Matt is uh, busy putting together a plan for me. Oh, so, good. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those issues. One of those exciting issues of being a gardener here in the San Antonio area because it's uh, you know we've got seasonal changes and exciting. Uh, new plans and uh, just just uh, just fun. What else were you'd mention? Well, you know? uh, also I want to remind people. Calvin was, and I were talking before the show started. We want tomato and pepper reports. Uh, my Rio Grande goal. I don't have tomatoes. Uh, I know people that on the nine sixty eight that already have fruit. Uh, but you can call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Ripened fruit, red fruit. Yeah. Red oh, tomato. red red fruit. Okay, yeah. I don't have it. Now I don't red. have the red fruit on the. I don't have the the peppers. The Rio Grande Gold peppers are nice and big and look good. Um, I am afraid that I should have followed your advice and uh, not picked the uh, or picked off the peppers before planting because they're not very big. They're not tall. I don't. I didn't pick mine off, but I I eat a lot of them as I walk Thank through. You. Oh, good. Yeah, well, Jerry will be happy to hear. In addition to the uh, Ruby Crush and the uh, HN 968s, I've got uh, Setting Fruit, Tycoons, and uh, Celebrities. Great. Uh, and, and, oh, and another one that surprised the heck out of me, based on those reports we got uh, from, uh, who was it? Oh, it was uh, Steve, Steve Brown. Yeah, my, my red snapper is setting fruit. It's got fruit set too. Is that right? Just a few, but they're uh, setting fruit. Oh, good. Because you didn't get to enjoy any in the spring. Yeah, the, not, and a nice big, nice big plant too. But uh, let's see, today's uh, the twenty-sixth of September. Basically, it's October, and it's officially fall. October. Based on Dennis's, uh, you're still gonna be picking and. November, late November, December, with large fruited tomatoes. No good. And uh, they may not be ripe <laughs> uh, if the temperatures stay cool. Well, we have a man that's willing to buy uh, green tomatoes. He's, <laughs> there you go. We need to, well, we you need gotta to be, figure out how to capitalize he, on he, that. He, you got to always be a little careful on that, Milton. Because, oh, why? Oh, because... Uh, Quite quite often people will overstate their demand for green vegetables. Oh, okay. They're <laughs> good, know. you know, one or two recipes are pretty. He called us twice asking about yeah. if we knew of anybody. So, and all right, Jer- Jerry, the selection of uh, the vegetable plants, the greens over there is, uh, oh, is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was wondering how does it look. I didn't get to walk by. Relatively small plants, but uh, looking real good in four-inch pots. Oh, good. Okay. 
Do I see? I think I see uh, that uh, bright lights uh, uh, lettuce are uh, uh, charred over there. Yes, yeah, with yeah, charred. There's a, there's a little bit of the, little bit of that. Yeah, it's small. It's in six packs, but they're big plants. <laughs> and, uh, the one thing about the charred uh, do do pretty good, even if it's in a, a six pack. Yeah. And let's see what other. I oh, think most the, of them are in uh, four and a half inch. The uh, I was in there looking at the uh, seed uh, racks, lots and lots of uh, all the the radishes, carrots, every kind of carrot you could think of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Here comes Trace. I didn't see any rutabagas though. <laughs> yeah, I bet they're hard to get. Thank you. Uh, well, they're probably sold out. I didn't see turnips either. You know, last sold, sold out before they showed up. Yeah, <laughs> I, they, I, I suspect they got to be there because I didn't find turnips either, and I know there would be turnips there. Oh yeah, I think there's radishes left. Oh yeah, there's oh, a lot the of radishes. Rat? Yeah, no, there's. I think there's some radish plants. Oh, and plants. I didn't know. It was so seven. I didn't quite get everything in that I ordered. <laughs> okay. Well, you but tried, it's still a pretty right. good selection. Yeah, good. What you got? What you got? Uh, I got <laughs> Three a hand, handful of broccoli. Okay. Uh, cauliflower, lots, lettuce. Lots of Brussels sprouts. Spinach. Oh, that was another There's surprise. a bunch of spinach. Mm. Um, Is it really? Yeah. Um, Is it in four and a half inch? I mean, uh, four and a half inch? Yes, and yes to six packs, too. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. That's the super half six pack, or the? Do we name it yet? That's the little one, the little uh, six pack oh, that little we've six? always done for vegetables. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, I do have the so rocket snaps in the size that. Uh, that's the very first thing Calvin talked about. Burger super pack. Uh, yeah, we we still haven't come with a. Caused me a lot of super stress. six. Yeah, Calvin is, is is trying to figure out what to do on those. I said just buy all you want now. Well, there's about ten flats. Oh, so, uh, he is slightly limited, but uh, I'm sure he could purchase a few. Okay. I was telling Milton that my zinnias, that my last seeding of zinnias are just coming up. They're they're aren't aren't in bloom yet, but they're going to be soon. But I I can't. Uh, I might have to create a new large bed for the rocket. I can't. It's hard to pass up rocket uh, <laughs> snapdragons <laughs> even right. when they're zinnias. Yeah. Did Trace, did y'all, did y'all move or, or the fall asters? They used to be right here. Well, there's some over there, uh-huh. and there's some over here, and oh. they're on sale. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, oh, they're on oh. sale. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, they move They move things around, regroup them sometimes. But the fall asters are on sale. I don't, I don't see them. Bl- I don't, oh, I see them now. Uh, they're not blooming yet, so you, if you look at the, I may, I think they may be the whole big bunch of them right there too. But uh, if you if you get them, uh, 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 they will bloom shortly, and they will look like uh, on the on the on the uh, sales item. But the, and then also the, count. Uh, if you get them, you'll you enjoy the blooms this year. But also take the time to look on plantanswers.com where there's lots of archived articles about maximizing the the show of uh, fall aster. Yeah. And then next year, 
and next year you can really have a <laughs> okay. spectacular look. Let's see, what do we call them? We used to call them Michael Mass Daisy. Michael Ma- yeah, Michael Mass Daisy. And, uh, that was our conversation this morning of all the different names <laughs> of that plant that they could come in and ask for. Yeah, I was thinking of... Uh, Fall, yeah, fall Ma- aster, fall aster, Fricardi, Michael Miss Daisy, Michael Miss Daisy, yeah, that's right. Uh, I have to ask something. Uh oh, uh oh. What is A S S T dot salvia? It's sorted. Sorted salvia. Oh, <laughs> I never heard of that one. <laughs> I was sitting there trying so, to think so of all the... In other words, that includes all the salvias in one gallon that we have. Ooh, so, that's good. Uh, which it was a great deal, and they were blooming real pretty. We still got gray guys left. Yeah. And uh, a, lot a few of other, guys. like hot lips and uh, Jerusalem sage. You got hot lips? Yeah, well, I don't, but we have hot lip plants. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, in Do I see? Was number ones... Regularly six ninety nine, almost seven. Really. Almost, but not uh, on sale for four eighty eight. Those are those are, are those mist flowers over there, Trace? Few. Calvin You're pointing at plumbago, but I did have some mist flowers this morning uh, that I'm not seeing at the moment. Again, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I said look for that mist flower two one zero. 308-8867. We're looking for one, one lonely one pepper right reports and tomato reports. So uh, let's hear how things are going uh, in your gardening world. We need reports on those. Just call us and uh, uh, tell us what you got going on. Uh, like I was telling Calvin, I have people with the 968s that already have uh, red fruit. Wow. Yeah, and I've got uh, lots of peppers on my uh, Rio Grande Gold. Did you say you picked the peppers, the first ones off? No, I didn't. You didn't. You know, no. nobody does that. That's what I said. I said I, <laughs> I said I regretted not doing that because the, the poor plant is only still only about a yeah. foot and a half tall. Yeah. Still full of pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I have to pick them off. But uh, no, it'll. Yeah. Right. Don't forget it, to don't. share, Milton. I'll be happy to. <laughs> and we got to save seeds for next year. Uh, Are you going to do that? Uh, you'll have to you'll have to teach me, or I'll go to Plant Answers and go to Plant Answers, and uh, they can teach me. Well, hey, here, good. here's the basic rule: do not pick and put it in your mouth. Oh, <laughs> pick and put it in a little bucket. Well, I, I think one year, maybe you had it too, where like, didn't you have the dried ones that had been sitting, oh, yeah. sitting for yeah, a while, and yeah. planted them a year later, and they still. If he if he wants to catch them out the other end, he can catch. No, nope. no. Nope. Uh, nope. Uh-oh, here we go. It's uh, going yeah, to be a long, long urine and Did he call uh, him, number two. Did he call him a bird? Uh, yeah. In the long short road, maybe? Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the, Meanwhile, Johnson City Joe is now typing an email. No, that would not work. because, Or, yes, that will work. Because. And the, uh, I got an email this morning before yeah. I left uh, from, a guy, from a guy that's uh, up around Tyler, Texas. And uh, he was the guy that originally sent me my uh, uh, rebirth of the uh, Parsons Pope oh, Chili Penguin. And he's got some more for me to send. So, what? Yeah. Wow. Well, we may have it next year. All right. <laughs> no promises. Just we may I have know. it. Also, I got my 
Millburger newsletter. Y'all got some people to walk in yet? Uh, maybe. This is October. Oh, okay. Uh, October's yeah, just, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah just, it's a uh, few days away. I just got mine in the mail. On, on that note, did y'all notice anything different over here? Uh-oh, the pumpkins? The pumpkins, the uh, the banjo-playing skeletons, the... Uh, We're getting there. Yeah, you are. I was uh, talking about that when we started the show. It's uh, practically finished. The monster maze, the, all that fun stuff. Mo- monsters are a never-ending project, though. Oh, okay. So it's constantly being... Uh, <laughs> Always changing. Improved and or fixed. Yeah, <laughs> Well, we were noticing, I don't know if this is a particularly good year, but the pumpkins are beautiful. I mean, yeah. they really are pretty. Well, thank you. I handpicked them myself. Did you? Each one. <laughs> yep. Yes, yes, no. Yes, no. The, uh, thank you. Let's see. What? They finally moved the skeletons out of the chairs here on the porch. Or did they? <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah, I, I got a kick out of walking by those from Did the last they move couple of weeks, last weekend. They were just not there one morning. Yeah, no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we hear bones rattling around the nursery. <laughs> Do we have a, a Calvin or a Charles uh, Skeleton memorial or... out there? We haven't been Stop create... with the memorial. We, Use we a different word. <laughs> Both of them are yeah. alive. <laughs> Honorary. Well, that's uh, kind of hard to determine. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Trace? Uh, so we haven't gotten that creative yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's come. I'm sure it's come. But Charles will, really would think that was funny. He would. Yeah. <laughs> it's his favorite holiday. Yeah, it is. And, and since he kept enjoyed picking on Calvin and Jerry and others and with the little uh, corpses and stuff. Uh. Well, really, that year when he uh, or somebody had put that display out making fun of me and it, that was you i, I never i never noticed it for the whole, almost the whole season until somebody had to tell me yes i, I remember telling you I think. I think it was me look at you having a split leaf philodendron on sale yeah we did so well with it uh, spring in fact, oh we, did you we, have we, it in the spring we sold every one of them that the growing operation had and this was the first batch that they've had since then yeah, that's a, that's I, a pretty picture a, of it. In like a two-week period, we went through like 1,500 of the things. Oh, mm. Lord. Well, that's a great houseplant. That's that's really a showy houseplant. And that, that picture is good on the sales of it. You mean like these? Exactly, yeah. Exactly like those. <laughs> so they're kind of popular. Yeah. And they got the ground covers. Neil Sperry's monkey uh, favorite monkey Larope, uh, Larope. Starting to run and a little lean monkey on grass. Ground, little lean on the ground covers. We still got mon- monkey grass, dwarf monkey grass, and Larope. Um, we'll get we'll get restocked probably Tuesday. Well, it's important. You still have horse herb, right? Actually, I think there's one flat of horse herb. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I know. I know some of our listeners. Our loyal listeners will be happy about that. Uh-huh. Mr. Westford yeah, probably... rolled over in his grave right now, though. But on Wednesday, we had like 150 flats of Asian jasmine. And when I came in Friday morning, um, they were gone. Oh, no. Who is going to turn over? Mr. Westford. Oh. Well, yeah, he didn't like to run out of stock. Oh. Well, Asian jasmine, specifically. Is that right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't you're, realize You're that. not a nursery unless you have Asian yeah. jasmine. <laughs> 
I never heard. I never heard that. That's good. New, uh, new Westland story. Well, he would never tell you that. He would t- he'd oh, go to us. Uh, and we yeah. ran out and question <laughs> why we ran yeah. out. <laughs> hey, we need to take a quick break. We uh, will come encourage you to give us a call two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven or better yet. All your gardening peers are here at Mill Burgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, so come on out and uh, visit with them. 210-308-8867. We're back in a moment with Dr. Calvin Fish, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Maybe Trace will stay with us. And uh, your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. and Dr. Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We're live here at Mill Burgers at 1604 and Bull Road. And again, we want those pepper and tomato reports. Hey, uh, if you... Uh, especially, especially if you hear about the Red Snapper. You know, we had this yeah. negative report from one of our... Uh, I think he's kind of a famous gardener. Oh, he is. Steve Brown. And yeah. He, he wasn't... Of course, he's so, so locked into tycoons. <laughs> but... but uh, yeah, we never did discourage him on Tycoon, <laughs> did we? Well, we tried. Even the year that we didn't have seed, he wouldn't accept it. No. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, hey, let me talk to you about Spider-Man uh, Pest Control for something. I'm going to go online and uh, uh, look at the reviews real quick, and I encourage you to do the same thing. And this one just came in four days ago. It's from Trey, and it's a great company. They spend the time to find out what your issues are and address them. They understand that one size doesn't fit all. Have been using them since 1994. So I've been using Spider-Man Pest Control for, gosh, what is that, going on 25 years? Um, I'm not going to do the math now. 26 years or so. Um, but that's that's indicative. You know, I, I read that to you because I'm always talking about how, uh, how Spider-Man works. You know, they, they do. It's exactly right. They analyze the problem. And they try to fix the entire problem, not just spray, not just treat. Uh, so Spider-Man is going to take care of you. Uh, go read the reviews online and check them out at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. That's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, your web of protection since 1976 at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. If it's bugging you, chances are Spider-Man can take care of it. Did well, you, did, did they take out they <laughs> take yes. comments that you write in? Yeah, uh, on Google reviews. They didn't. They didn't print mine. What was yours? Where are my cockroaches? I missed right. them. He did. Uh, uh, <laughs> that damn Spider-Man came and killed all my roaches. Yeah. There's, there was Dasher was and indiscriminate. Dancer. He was indiscriminate. I hate to to break in here, but Milton, that little girl. She not only has one of those little pumpkins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where is she, she had like four or five of those. So <laughs> she's a she's a do you have daddy's to order, girl for sure. Trace is back up here with us. Do you have to order the little pumpkins throughout the season? Yes. Yeah. But I ordered twice as many as we did last year. Oh, good. Okay. But if you notice, I didn't go that baby baby pumpkin. I went a little bit next size up. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's good. M- more of a. Baseball size, okay. Rather than um, persimmon size, <laughs> yeah. so you can still carve it. As long, as uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. No, okay. you can't. Very it's likely to hurt yourself. Oh, okay. Well, 
long as they don't, don't see the little, little teenier ones, <laughs> the kids will be satisfied with those. Uh, oh yeah, uh, those well, medium sized. Yeah, ones. we went to ne- we went the next step up because there really wasn't much difference in the price. So these oh, are okay. dollar ninety nine, and they're yeah. three three times the size of uh, oh. baseball size. He got some fifty five gallon drums cut in half full of pumpkins over there. We do. I saw as I walked in. Yep. Uh, the funny thing about that little girl, she was riding the cart her dad was pulling and uh she did finally put some plants on that yeah but uh there was hardly any room there yeah she had the pumpkins on there first and then she got some plants so people were buying pumpkins the second we started putting them out is that right they were leaving with cartloads that's great so when, when we finished uh tuesday i guess putting them out tuesday early wednesday uh we had about 15, maybe 20 pallets that didn't fit. And we are now down to five, I believe. Oh, my all gosh. Right. So by the end of today or tomorrow, all that will be out. Then i got to start working on a second load. Okay. Yeah, uh, y'all got a nice-looking pumpkin. So I was a little worried about COVID, people de- you know, maybe uh, not decorating, not doing as much. But uh, mm-hmm. it's tradition, I guess. Yeah. Doing it. yeah well, we're... there was this uh, a woman that had a wagon I, I, I swore oh, <laughs> she might, it must have been one of those push mm-hmm. because she had it piled up of every color you could think of. <laughs> but I was kind of holding my breath. Oh, it wasn't fall it, off. It, yeah, we, but she, she obviously had done it before, so didn't face <laughs> it. Push it all the there way. There is through. a great selection of pumpkins. I kind of like the ones that got warts on them. Yuck. We, we actually started out with uh, a, a few peanut pumpkins. Are you all familiar with that Oh, one? no. What That's a an orange. Pump- well, they're gone now. But oh. uh, there was an orange pumpkin, and it looks like it's got half peanut shells all over the outside. Brown, crinkly huh. peanut shells. That's cool. You've got the ghost pumpkins. I can got see ghost, that from here. Uh, are they the blue pumpkins? The- we do have some blue, which uh, <laughs> really, well, they're all squashes. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the blue one's more of a squash than a. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the ad, did you see the fruit trees in the ad? I did. You want to talk a little bit about that? I was encouraged by that. <laughs> yep. And fruit fruit trees and citrus trees. Yeah, citrus is still on sale. And shipping's arriving. Much, much greater selection of citrus trees than we do fruit trees, though. Oh, good. Okay. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, well, I think all the dragon root stock stuff's gone. Okay. After talking right? about it that, Good. I couldn't find a single one of them this morning. Mm-hmm. So unless they got mixed in, uh, the dragons are gone. But there's still some uh, bumper and one of the frosts in oh, the uh, good. in the non-sale group. Probably orange frost. Oh, okay. And then a great selection of other ones. A uh, couple different types of lemons, couple, three, four different types of limes. Just a couple uh, oranges. Several, quite a few different oranges. Navel and uh, blood orange. Did you have bumper, Calvin? I had bumper. And I liked it. The problem is, I it w- seemed to me it was suicidal in terms of production. <laughs> it oh, was, you I, mean it had so much fruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the original. <laughs> the original was like that. That's how it got its name. And yeah. <laughs> every year, uh, you know, we always say on the program here that if you overfruit it one year, the following year probably won't have any fruit. Very except, little. For, except for Bumper. Bumper didn't yeah, listen Bumper to Bumper never misses. <laughs> but uh, it's not as cold hardy as others, but only a couple of degrees. So, uh, yeah, that 
Yeah, if you, if, you la- if you latch onto a bumper, uh, <laughs> treasure it because they are. Uh, yeah. Nice. What did, did you run over yours or what happened to it? I it got in the middle of one of the the freezes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, so busy uh, protecting my uh, beloved um, Mexican lime and uh, and Meyer it was lemons. Young. It was young, right? Yeah, it was yeah. relatively young. That's that's what we find out with the citrus. Uh, when they're real young, you probably need to protect them for a couple of years until they get bigger. That's what that's what we saw at Uvalde. Uh, we we covered those because it's easy uh, first easy, couple of yeah, years. Yeah, it's easy to easy to get a little spoiled with a regular Satsuma. That right. I didn't even bother covering those usually. Yeah. And the bump the bumper was in that category. And I'm amazed at my satsumas that I had next to my house. I told y'all that was the only thing I watered during the dry weather. And uh, I, I paid for it, by the way. You mean but, we, uh, <laughs> we, we paid for it because uh, you, you're not going to bring as many. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That's what I was getting ready to say. I watered my citrus. <laughs> and lo and behold... Uh, uh, they're really sizing now. They're oh, beautiful, good. beautifully. So we do get to eat. They're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're beautifully thinned, and uh, and now they're sizing. They used to, they were for a long time about the size of a marble. Now they're about the size of a golf ball, and I, getting bigger every day. My lemons are, my Myra lemons are getting a little yellow color. They're only about, they're not quite, well, there are a lot of them that are golf ball size and a little larger. Yeah. But lot, lots of uh, golf ball size uh, limes. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's a whole tray full of uh, of the fall aster. See them unloading loading it right there? Oh, good. <laughs> That's all fall aster. Well, they got you got we're surrounded by fall aster, I think. <laughs> so I need to get my my broccoli. We talked about that. Yep. They better do it, it right after the show's over. Okay, or it's <laughs> break. <laughs> what variety do I get? Um, green, green comet. Green magic. Green magic. Magic. There we go. But okay. there is some Pac-Man out there. Is Pac-Man good? I remember. I need some Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Did you say? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I need something very forgiving. Is there any celery yet? Yes. Is there? Oh, there was. I'd have to check to see if it's still oh, there. Oh, okay. Yes, I'll have to go. Celery. I enjoyed growing celery, and celery was forgiving. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the nice thing about celery is that uh, it was, I was, since, since nobody eats it, it, uh, <laughs> it lasts all season long. It's it like, was good. It's like the okra of cool weather vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Or no, is that kale? Uh, the kale, kale, I think so, yeah. The, the, I'd go out there and, I'd, oh, I'm sorry, celery. And, oh, I forgive you. It's okay. Yeah, very, very forgiving. And you ate it, and you enjoyed it. Huh? Yeah. I, I, I yeah, picture that we, celery screaming because it saw Milton coming with a knife uh, and, and some a jar of peanut butter. Exactly. We juiced some of it, too. And celery juice is good for you. Yeah. I'll bring you some. Uh, did you put some of that kale? Did you, no, i got to grow some kale. So kale doesn't juice well. Kale? Yeah, it doesn't juice well. Well, they use the tips. Uh, it still doesn't juice well. Yeah. <laughs> now smoothie, that's different. But, yeah, but, but a juicer kicks out all that. Roughage. I think there was a smoothie yeah. that the fellow was making. 
But uh, they just use the tips. All right, got to get me some celery and some broccoli before I leave. And there's how many different kinds of kale out there? Uh, three, three, three four? I think maybe. How many? I think three. Yeah. They well, look good. That's the one. Kale is re- relatively easy to grow for sure. No. You got some pretty mums right when you walk in. Yep. Yeah, the blooming on the first table. They look great. They. They scream fall with but, that sort of rusty red color. But COVID strikes again. So oh, no. The, the mums are going to be limited next week. Okay. Oh. Um, in fact, I think it's only three or four colors. Yeah. And yellow in one of them. <laughs> huh. That's weird. Yeah, it's kind of odd. But uh, I, I was looking at this again back on the citrus. Uh, it was forty nine, forty four ninety nine. Is that what is that? <laughs> Almost forty-five. Do you have tax on citrus? You bet. Okay, I didn't know, but you don't have tax on tomatoes. Okay, so the way that the law works, you could actually read it in different parts of the state differently. Huh? But if it is a consumable item that lives for more than a year, i.e., citrus, it's fruit taxable. trees, blackberries, oh, okay. it's taxable. Okay. And if it's one that doesn't, then it's tax exempt. So on the broccoli. Well, now wait a minute. No. What? If is there anything that lives more in a year at Milton's Garden? Yeah, if I actually bring it, if I bring it back to uh, somebody yeah. in nine months dead, yeah, well, can I get my taxes back? <laughs> <laughs> do I do I do that when I pay uh, on, on April fifteenth and say paid? Let's see. I don't. Anyway, we won't do the math. But, but anyway, I I remembered the when the citrus was first on the market. Uh, Wow. They were all, they so all. You can remember that. Yeah, very, very well. And uh, Trace mentioned uh, Mr. Wetzler, George Wetzler. And uh, I, I'll never forget when they brought, the Wolves brought in the fir- some of the first citrus uh, at my request, I remember. It. And uh, I think that's when we could get it out of the state, too. Uh, Mr. Wester was selling it for something like twenty nine ninety five, or about twenty, a little over twenty nine dollars. And uh, the so what you're telling me is they really haven't gone up over the years. No, it doesn't look yeah, that way. Yeah, everything else. It hasn't. And uh, the <laughs> another nursery in town was selling for fifty dollars a piece. Nursery that we talk about often on this program, and uh, Mr. Wessler just went crazy because people were by driving by his store. No, oh, and not <laughs> taking advantage. To of get, not taking advantage of the cheaper citrus that he brought in. But uh, that was, uh, like if you look at the prices now, like you say, they haven't gone up very much. And at that time, you could bring it over from out of state and so uh that gave more of a market uh more of a selection but all of this citrus is grown texas citrus has sold in texas has to be grown in texas so uh, all of this comes from all of this citrus comes from texas and trace while we got you here too you know we're always bragging on the fact that the people here are trained it can help with uh a variety of different issues. What are y'all seeing now in terms of, uh, of lots of questions about blank? Uh, Still lots of weed issues okay. and uh, trees. 
Lots of people. With oh, trees. really? Well, I mean, realistically, it's, uh, it's October in a few days. Yeah. So what do trees do when we go into fall? They lose their leaves. Yeah. But we get lots of questions anyway. Why is my tree losing its leaves? <laughs> oh, wow. People get you, do you tell them it's fall? Why they get that name? Fall? Well, a lot, a lot of can't time. talk to people like that. No. <laughs> but but fall, I mean, it, that's how it got its name. Yeah. No. Well, that's the, but that, a lot of Jerry times does, by the way. They'll ask you that question, and then they'll realize that it's autumn. Yeah. 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 When is the is well this, yeah, with this September? Yeah. With this virus around and everything, everybody's calendars are all mixed up but this cool weather tells you that fall is here yeah, it's very good very, very nice today pleasant on the yeah. porch and yeah the, it feels wonderful breeze. out here yeah nice breeze so uh, the weed problems tree issues that really aren't issues but i'm sure you're making people feel better yep, yep. and is it officially time i think y'all were trying to tell me last time to to wait but uh, the winterizing, uh, the fall fertilization, you've got them on sale. So. We do. So, yeah, now's fine all the way to probably third, fourth week in October. So another, oh, okay. oh, another so three not, or four weeks. Not too much longer, but, yeah, about another month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This, the, the winterizer fertilizing period is, is the timing is pretty important. Yeah. Oh, is it? There's Go ahead. Yeah, you want to you wanna take advantage of it. You want it still, still in growth. Uh, but you, you want to take advantage of the cool weather and the, the, the change in the growth mode of the grass. Okay. And still, still uh, a lot of procrastinators on pre-emergence, too, so oh. people still coming in doing that. And that that brings up the uh, first question of the new October 2020 News. newsletter. Available here at yeah. Milberger or at MilbergerNursery.com. Yeah, you can get it sent to you like I do. And uh, you, you can, can get it digitally co- sent to you, too. I, I yeah. prefer the email version because yeah, it's, it's in color. color. Yeah. yeah, it's in color. It's prettier. You got a daffodil, pretty daffodil on the front. Uh, first question, and I don't know who answered this, but it uh, it's good. Shoot. We have brown patch I'll in our St. Augustine lawn. Yeah. Now, Neil Sperry, in his newsletter this week, mentioned be 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 uh, vigilant of brown patch. And for brown patch, we use uh, uh, the... One of the soil and uh, uh, fungicides. Fungi... Uh, what am I trying to think? F-stop? F-stop. F-stop. F-stop is probably the most commonly used, but we also yeah. carry in liquid. we got that both granule and in uh, liquid. Yeah. And then granule. we have uh, liquid systemic also by Fertilome. Oh, okay. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, uh, you, treat, you treat that brown pet when you see a place about the size of a dinner plate. How to develop out in your lawn, usually in a low wet spot during this cool weather. And uh, it first shows up, you just see some some, uh, uh, blades of the grass turning yellow and then wilted. And then eventually they'll turn brown. But by the time they turn brown, that dinner plate size has gotten much bigger. And they, this is this uh, dinner plate thing is the roots are still actively holding on to the plants. So right, it's a little right. different. Yeah, mm. you can 
if you fall, if you get on close and look at that leaf blade that's brown, and follow it all the way back to where it's attached to the plant, to to the stem, main stem, of the grass, uh, you'll see that that area is rotted. Uh, it's 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 uh, brown. My my reaction all, all, always is: does, does it start in a low spot in yeah. your lawn? Yeah. But a lot of people don't realize that that's a low spot. <laughs> that's Until, true. Again, it's one of those. Huh, let me think about that. Maybe <laughs> it is that you know, if even if on, on a little sloped lawn, you can have those little dips. Yeah. Well, and then, and especially then they, if it's a reoccurring, the same spot every year. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You got to look. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. If it, if you had it last year. And guess uh, you didn't, and you didn't treat. Guess what? You're going to have it this year in the same spot. Guess what? The first treatment is generally water what? the lawn, again, yeah. <laughs> which is not is not the thing to do in the fall or with ground patches. Yeah. You want to. It's better off you let it dry out a little bit in the fall. And the the, the uh, question consider continues. I was told winterizer fertilizer would be a waste of time. Who said that? <laughs> this is the question. This is the oh, question. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, is that right? Uh, you still need to winterize your lawn, but take care of the brown spot patch with fungicide like F-Stop. There you go. Brown patch starts in low spots in the lawn that stay wet. And also, those spots, if you walk through, uh, I've seen them mainly at the, when people have a gate to the backyard, open that gate and they walk through it and they track it. Mm. They track the spores. Or your dog. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or your uh, landscape crew. I don't know if Jerry, oh, Jerry, yeah. Jerry remembers, but we had one of those. <laughs> she, she said, well. I think the landscape crew was spread, and they well, said no. And then we took a look, and there's <laughs> there's from one gate to the other where they went out to their equipment. So you can take that a step further if they mow through it, then uh, oh, yeah. it's on the mower on and the mower. they spread it. Well, the the good the good news is that not every year it's that yeah. doesn't spread that much, and uh, th- those fungicides. This is one yeah. seed that the disease that the yeah, treatment, F- the treatment F- really stop works. Does a good yeah. job. Yeah, stops the spread. And uh, All right. uh, brown patch starts in a little bit. Uh, you may want to raise the grade on those low areas by one inch or more of, with a soil mix. Fertilizers work on grass that is function has functioning roots and grass blades. So. An in the, in the, uh, uh, in between uh, answer to that is, don't fertilize the areas that have brown patch, and uh, just in other words, carding off those areas that have the have the symptoms, and fertilize the rest. Looks of like them. the nursery got the corn stalks that they're talking. Oh, about. did you? Cool. Yep. Uh, All right. We weren't expecting them, but well, good. Um, we opened up the back end of the trailer, and there they, they were. There was a hundred of them. All right, <laughs> those are real popular. Of course, can... now a hundred is really more like uh, forty. <laughs> oh. So if you need corn stalks, come in now. Yes, please. All right, we got to take a quick break. 
210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. On the porch here at Millburgers Landscaping at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And uh, watching lots of folks garden. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. And don't forget uh, about deck and patio care. This is a great weather and a great time to spend on that patio. But if you want it to look its best and then you're just kind of disappointed in how it's aged, that's okay. Barry Hagendorf of Deck and Patio Care can help you. And you can see how much he can help you by going to his website, deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com. And you'll see a gray weather deck, and you'll see one that really does look new again. Um, Barry does a terrific job. You love working with him. He's been doing this since about the 80s and is probably uh, one of the most well-respected uh, deck and uh, patio resealers and finishers in the city. So give them a call, 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. But I encourage you, go to uh, deckandpatiocare.com. Paul is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Paul, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? Good, good. How can we help you? So this, I just wanted to mention, uh, you know, Kelvin is a member of the Men's Garden Club of San Antonio. He writes our Kelvin's Corner every month in our newsletter. And uh, because of the COVID and all that stuff, we've had trouble getting word out to various events that we have coming up. And I'd like to ask if we could uh, put the word out on an event that we're going to do at Hollywood Park. It's going to be a yard sale that happens usually in April, but because of the pandemic, they postpone it until october 1st 2nd and 3rd and we're going to have a uh, large plant sale like we usually do to raise money for our children's garden Uh, we have this mobile children's garden that we take around to various places in the city and uh, you know it costs money to get plants and soil and all that kind of stuff to do it so we're, we, we try to raise some money for that effort, and uh, this is one of the ways we do it. Most of our uh, fundraisers had been uh, canceled because of the COVID, and this will be the first one that we'll be able to do something with, and uh, we're hoping that we can get people to come out to this Hollywood Park yard sale on 226 Yosemite. So give us all the specifics again that... The time and the date and the hours? Uh, the, time, the time is going to be from 8 in the morning to 5 p.m. on October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, uh, which is next week. And it's at 226 Yosemite. And the best way to get there is uh, you take 281 to the Downella exit and follow that to the first uh, right-hand turn and follow it around. We'll, we have signs up. You'll be able to follow it from there. But uh, that's probably the easiest way to get to it. Hollywood Park is, is a little confusing. This is the San Antonio Men's Garden Club, which isn't which only the Men's Garden Club. Every, every month. Yeah. <laughs> it's really a, the interest, it's an interesting history and uh, has provided a, a lot of uh, leadership to all, all of our, our efforts in the city uh, in terms of water conservation, uh, all environmental uh, causes education. Yeah, from and they, the, they, from, 
they started their original uh, children's garden over, yes, we at, did. Uh, over at the Millburger. Yeah. I mean, over at San Antonio Botanical Garden. So right. if they wanted to look up some information yeah. on the Men's Garden Club, how would they do that? You could go to the website. We have uh, a website, mensgardenclubsa.com. It's all one uh, word, mensgardenclubsa.com. Okay, that's and, good. Yeah, and it's a, it's a lot of fun to uh, come out to that uh, plant sale and also uh, check out the membership. Uh, once in a well, I guess for a while, the... We haven't been having a lot of meetings, but uh. yeah, we we haven't had many meetings uh, this year. We 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 we've had executive meetings where we ten of us can get together, but that's about all. What is uh, October one, two, and three? When is that? That's next Thursday, Friday, that's Saturday. Next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. And what kind of stuff? Yeah, that's what. Oh, we got what all kinds. We of stuff. We'll have some vegetables. We'll have hanging plants. We'll have, uh, you know. Uh, all kinds of flowers. Uh, you know, we're you know we got a bunch of sagos, for example. I don't know whether hmm. people are interested in that at this time of year, but we we are we have some of those, and you know we got uh, we're going to sell some um, other you know plant related things and uh, that you know Very pots cool. and things things of that nature. All right, one more time on the address. I'm typing it in. The so. address well, is uh, 226 Yosemite, Y-O-S-E-M-I-T-E, and that's in uh, Hollywood Park. And um, the best way to get to it is off 281 and turn on Danella uh, and make the first right-hand turn and takes you almost to it right there. Cool. All righty. Yeah, right. well, uh, next Saturday, too. I know it'll be the last day, but why don't you buzz us and uh, tell us again. We'll remind people in the show. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know whether you're on tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah. You want to? You can buzz us tomorrow, too. I'll, I'll buzz you tomorrow, and we'll do it again. All righty. Thanks, Paul. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. All right. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And that is uh, a wonder of the... Uh, the columns in the uh, Men's Garden Club n- newsletter are wonderful. The same author has done them for <laughs> 20 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess when they find a sucker, they, yeah. they keep him moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, by the way, Calvin's doing that to gratis. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> That's Italian for free. Yeah, right. Gratis. Yeah, <laughs> but, but anyway, speaking of... Calvin doing things gratis. All right, now we only have about a minute. You want to tease it a little bit, and then yeah, we'll get back to it. I just got—I've looked at it at Calvin's article for this week in SA Life and Sports, uh, twenty-seven September twenty-six on Section C, and you can't miss it because the front page has got uh, a hummingbird. Ooh, a big, beautiful picture. I of, can't see because the light comes in. No. Oh, quit it. It's like a ruby. Oh, that's a great picture. Ruby throat, huh? <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about that when we get back, maybe from the All break. right. As soon as we get back from getting you caught up with the news, we'll uh, talk about Calvin's article. But also, again, looking for those reports. You want to hear how your tomatoes are doing, how your peppers are doing, 
Uh, we can even hear kind of what you're planning to do for fall vegetable gardening and those coal crops at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You also remember, need to remember millburgernursery.com to remember how to get your newsletter. It's millburgernursery.com. Back in a moment for Millburgers on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And you're back with us at Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. You can give us a call at 210-308-8867. The sun poked through the clouds for a minute. It was nice and bright and beautiful. Here it comes again. Uh, here at Millburgers, where it's uh, again, that's a nice cool breeze and a bright sun. It feels great uh, here at the nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. So, yeah, uh, the wind blowing in here. Yeah, it, it is. Must, it must be out of the. It'd have to be out of the uh, west. Okay. Can you see the flag? I can't see the flag. I was going to try to tell. I can't either. Okay. Uh, Which way is the witch blowing? I think it's. I think the the flag is uh, is blowing out of the southwest. Okay. So that would, that would take care of the why the wind's coming in on on the porch. All right. Well, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. But Calvin also, uh, getting back to Calvin's article in the, today's paper, uh, like I said, with a beautiful uh, ruby-throated hummingbird uh, on the front of the... Uh, front of the front page of that section uh, I always <laughs> I always uh, love to see the ruby throated uh, come around and uh, we were doing we were doing TV on that thing one time in my front yard and we had had a ruby throat come in and it, it was at that time that I realized that when a when a ruby throat cha- has a red throat, that's why they call it ruby throat. Uh, it, it it its throat is red according to the light reflections. Yeah. Reflection, because we were doing TV and there was very many, uh, and there was a ruby throat with no ruby throat that's until right. until it would turn a certain direction. And then the red would show up. Yeah. Well, and it's always... This is amazing. Black, the black chin male, if you got it in the right light, it's got a black chin, and then you got the ruby throat. Yeah. But the, the females look exactly the same to me. They don't have any color in them. Yeah, right. So it doesn't matter what reflection. But the, <laughs> the, the one that's relatively easy to identify is the rufous hummingbird. They're smaller, and they've got that uh, rufous back... Color, oh. coloring and they're the they're the most fun to watch because they uh, they're, <laughs> they're ch- fighters yeah huh? they're chasing these but the, the bigger ones away from the uh, from their favorite plants and from their uh, sugar water feeders yeah and uh talked about having uh having uh, uh, plants live plants uh to attract them at this time of the year and Kevin mentioned uh uh, he uh, 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 <laughs> mentioned a couple. 
Fire, fire bush. Fire spike. That's yeah. what I was trying to think Cherry's of. Cherry's favorite. Fire, yeah. Yeah, fire spike like and shade. Yeah. And also, uh, fire bush is still in bloom at this time of the year. Well, and they you, love fire bush. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry and I talk a lot about you can get the, the plants in full bloom in your favorite nursery, and hopefully that's Milberger's, uh, and you don't have to do anything put them in a fancy container or anything just bring them in full bloom to buy your feeders and they'll be utilized by the by the uh, hummingbirds and then you can worry about planting them up or you can leave them in a container i've had my fire bush in a container for i'll bet 15 years uh about about a five gallon container and they they do very well on the patio yeah and then jerry's fire if you got mostly fire shade, is yeah. fire spike is a good one. Yeah, Kevin mentioned a few Duranta and Cape honeysuckle in the landscape near the patio will bring them in. Use firebush or porterweed uh, in full sun. Uh, but and uh, you'll want to buy the firebush in full bloom. In bloom. And the, Dur- the Duranta. Is in pretty pretty much full bloom too. Yeah, and that I always get have to be reminded in the fall that Duranta gets covered with queen butterflies, and then a little just just within a week or so, I would expect the the monarchs to come, and that'll be another. Besides the uh, hummingbirds, you'll have those uh, those butterflies find those plants too. Yeah, I wonder if. Uh if they're going to have the uh, hummingbird deal at uh, Rockport this year, I don't know. You know, they quit having it. Yeah. Uh, it was an annual event, big event. People come down there to see the migrating hummingbird, and uh, then that hur- the hurricane came in and messed it all up. I don't think we had it last year. I'm pretty sure we didn't have it last year. But I just wondered if they're going to try to reinitiate it again this year. Yeah, that was a fun event. COVID is also yeah, complicated. that's the complication. But yeah, anyway. and uh, down the the coast has got even more hummingbirds. And now we've got a fair share here. I mean, you're gonna if you've got some flowers in your oh, in yeah. your neighborhood, you're gonna have hummingbirds in San Antonio. Yeah. And if you put up a sugar water feeder. I always like to promote the best one feeder, the one that's mm-hmm. made in Poteet, but yeah. there's a lot of choices. That's been around for a long time. Yeah, and it's a, it's an easy one to take care of. Yeah. Attractive and easy to <laughs> use. The, uh, let's see, what did you say about that? Uh, you said about the uh, gold-fronted, wood-fronted woodpeckers uh, uh, yeah, yeah. hanging around the feeder. They can be destructive if they pull out the bee guard. So that is one of the reasons I like the best feeder, as the woodpeckers cannot remove the bee guard. Is that right? What is it? Yeah, they've just they've just got a hole in the plastic, uh, the round circle of the disc. Okay. Instead of having a special little yellow, yellow attractive flower yeah, right. stuck in there, there's just a hole, and then the the hummingbirds penetrate to get, and the woodpeckers it irritates the heck out of them because <laughs> they can't. So they don't have a bee guard on them, basically. No, no, they've got a 
they've got the in practical terms it's a bee garden uh, okay. but uh it uh and uh keeps the bees out <laughs> now, now if you get one of the other ones with the uh some of the bee guards the uh those golden fronted woodpeckers can just yank them right out and to- toss them and it's funny to watch them because they just fly out there and they get <laughs> you, they get used to getting the sugar water out of your feeders they'll they'll bring the young in every year and i get kind of used to them i put up with them but also the you know the on the bees one of the easiest ways to help meet the needs of the bees you know jerry has talked about the uh, water yeah bird bass the other thing is when you you should probably rinse out your uh, hummingbird feeder every week mm. so just pour the elect extra uh, sugar water, the leftover, into a f- flat saucer and leave that for the bees and, and then just re- uh, rinse out your hummingbird feeder and refill it with fresh uh, sugar water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any uh, ruby-throated hummingbirds around? Not this, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. I always tell the story when I went over to East Texas... Oh, visit yeah. Greg in Nacogdoches. <laughs> the amazing thing about it was I was used to seeing our hummingbirds, and they had a hummingbird feeder out there, and all that were on it, the only species that was on it was the ruby throat. Yeah, if you're... I couldn't believe it. If you're east of uh, I-35, that is probably the only <laughs> hummingbird you're going to see. And that's the ones that are... Yeah. I, I always like to see. Yeah, Minnesota, New York, all. Yeah. Your Tennessee. Yeah. That's where they're all ruby throats. They're pretty territorial. Wonder why they don't come for, over here. Well, they except g- for migration. They do, they do come through south, and but they're right. They're rel- relatively close. They're the border between the black chins and the ruby throats is rel- relatively close to us. Just cross over 35 and you'll start seeing them but i wonder what why such a border exists oh i don't know yeah that's a probably there's probably some studies on that but yeah maybe it's maybe it's a dry weather uh we turn into more of a prairie uh desert-like condition as you as you get further west could be i don't know but i've seen i've seen some uh i've seen some uh uh, ruby throats out at uh, out at uh, uh, the mountainous area, Davis Mountains, uh, oh. west of here. So that doesn't hold water because yeah. they they dry as we are. Yeah, if you They're get west, if you get west, you're gonna see a lot of different hummingbirds. Yeah, right. Hi, what's up? Did you have a question? Did you want to ask it on the air? Uh, any issues with using collective uh, rainwater? Well, here, wait. Did you want to? Did you want to? That's okay. You don't have to. No, no. Just, 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 just right there. Yeah, there you go. No, no. Just yeah. we got you. You're on the air, though. Is that okay? That's perfect. Cool. Okay. What's going on? Uh, question about collected rainwater from an asphalt roof, putting it on vegetables. Oh, uh, I don't. That won't hurt anything. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it needed to be tested. Or... No, I was. If if it were, if you're going to do use it for drinking water. Or no, something, no, no, no. This is just for my vegetables. Yeah. I noticed that. You know, I get a little sediment in the bottom of the rain barrel, and it's like, yeah, I better talk to the guys. Yeah. In fact, Jerry and I did, uh, it wasn't uh, asphalt roofs, but 
we did a lot creosote. of creosote and things like that, and they were it was pretty it was safe. All of them were. Uh, the vegetables do a good job of uh, protecting themselves. Okay, yeah, I was just concerned that there's some residual no. something on it, and I said, ah, next time I'm over at the garden, I'll if, ask the guy. If, the, if there is a residual on it, it'll kill the plants. Yeah, that was my concern. No, <laughs> but, I mean, you've been yeah. using it, and it hasn't killed the plants, right? Well, I've been putting it on. I stopped putting it on the tomatoes and peppers yeah. because until I talked to y'all and just put it on my container plants. Yeah. I'm trying to see, you know. Well, like I said, it would kill those container plants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. So the... far, so good. Okay. Other than me. No problem. <laughs> all right. you st- and you still got all your hair. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how are Scott and Ryan doing? Scott and Ryan, I noticed your shirt. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Good good folks over there at Southwest Exteriors. Well, thank you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. 308-8867. And I'm sorry, did we? Did you finish your hummingbird talk? Yeah. yeah. Cool, okay. I got, uh, going, going back to my October Millburger newsletter, I don't think, I don't know who wrote this, but then, ah, I don't know if it's Calvin or not. Uh-oh. The question is, is it too early to plant snapdragons? Oh, now I would be I'm relatively <laughs> conservative on that. October. The answer is October is a good time to plant snapdragons. It gives plants time to develop some size before cold weather arrives. Wait until November to plant pansies, primrose, and cyclamen. To November mainly because the the they they a lot of times not in the nursery uh, by October. Yeah, they, they they can't put up with a hot spell. Yeah, we have every now and then we'll have a hot spell. Um, also, uh, that question can also be uh, referred to about as petunias. In other words, it's too early to plant petunias. No. October is a good time to plant petunias. It gives plants time to develop some size before cold weather arrives. And uh, the difference in petunias and snapdragons is when the first hard cold weather comes, the petunias will stop blooming, but the plants will keep living and and developing a root system. I don't think uh, the snapdragons... Stop blooming in after a cold snap. When it's a uh, it's a more serious cold snap than petunias, but they 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 last a little longer. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, you're, it's a, it's kind of the same pattern. Yeah. And then it's, it takes them a little longer in the spring to get uh, blooming again mm-hmm. than the than the petunias. And uh, uh, this this is the reason I thought this might have been written by Calvin, or not written by Calvin. If we plant zinnia seed now, is there time to harvest the blooms before the freeze arrives? Planting seed now. Now, yeah, we're 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 kind of at the at the edge. I've planted. Uh, let's see, uh, sixty days. I always like to have sixty days. Mm-hmm. So if you get to, if you get to uh, see 
the seed will come up pretty uh, fast uh, at this time. That's right. Again. Yeah, October, November. You've got it, it's just this is pretty late to put new seed out. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but if you got some that has come up, which Zinnia is likely to do, you know, if you got some that is about um, four or five inches tall, yeah, then right. you're then you're going to get some bloom out of it. Yeah. before it gets cold. The answer is I wouldn't expect any new plants or newly seeded plants to last long enough to bloom. Now we have some. Pretty large plants here, don't we? Zinnias uh, on uh, four and a half inch. At least we used to. We used to, but now yeah. And they're big. They're fairly big. Yeah. The zinnias uh, that are in bloom now will last until the first hard freeze. So does that sound like you, Calvin? Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't want to blame you for anything, Calvin. So. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And if you enjoyed, uh, maybe got inspired by what uh, Jer- uh, Jerry was reading about uh, the article on uh, hummingbirds, uh, head on over to Wild Birds Unlimited and let them help you create a, uh, a garden in an area that hummingbirds will absolutely love. That's what they do. They're problem solvers, and they... Uh, can help you to find the right solution for whatever you're looking for, whether it's purple martins, whether it's houses or feeders, uh, whatever you're looking for. The season, they'll kind of alert you when things are coming up. Plus, uh, they they really have built a friendly relationship there with uh, folks, and so they know when you come in, they they remember you. You'll see it as soon as you go in. Uh, they've got hats. They've got uh, 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 the uh, binoculars and stuff, so you can enjoy nature even more. It's Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military. Hebner and Northwest Military. That's the location to go to to visit Kyle and uh, to visit Bill and the gang there. They've been doing this uh, so long. They they know everything about San Antonio and nature. Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner and Northwest Military. Call 210-479-2473. 210 210- 479-BIRD. It's easy to remember. 210-479-BIRD for Wild Birds Unlimited. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, though. It's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Looking for those tomato reports, the pepper reports, and more. So, uh, Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We just had a had a bathroom find there, Melvin. Yeah, we we do that well. No, <laughs> we've had practice. Yeah, we do. We 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 steer people toward the bathroom and then the back, and we're 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 quite adept at that. Do you still uh, Trace is up here with us? Yeah, Trace walked up. In, in the middle of a conversation, I'm not sure I wanted to be in. Oh, no. We, we, do, we oftentimes get asked where the bathroom is or, uh, or why the bathroom is locked. Uh, K, K, uh, do you have fire spike plants? Nope. I wish I did. Oh, no. I'm sure you those, used to. Well, I mean, 
Historically, they several bloom weeks the, ago. Yeah, historically they bloom in the fall, so that's when we normally would find the most of them. But uh, not this year. Well, not this week, anyway. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, next week's a new yeah. challenge. Yeah. I was looking at uh, cool weather on the way, and it recommended Cape Honeysuckle and the Fire Spike, which we'll get later. Uh, purple Coneflower, Black-Eyed Susan, Mexican Mint Marigold. Got that. Got everything? No, I got the Mexican Mint Marigold. Okay, good. Uh, and that's the one deer won't eat, right? That's right. That's a good one. Deer won't eat. And the butterf- butterflies Mainly in it. the fall and for the hummingbirds and butterflies. Uh, tell me about the sod situation. Well, it, it rained over rain, there. No. And so we don't have any sod. No, okay. And it rained pretty good over there, too, didn't it? it? Yeah, well, Houston was flooding, and most of the sod farms are right near there. So, mm. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, weather permitting, Monday. Oh, good. But the truck, even if, if we can't get it Monday, the trucks are already so full, I don't know if we'll have anything extra. So Tuesday or later is probably a better shot. Yeah. And that'll still be plenty of time to lay soft. Yeah, they can lay grass year-round here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, uh, okay, I, I was looking at. Jerry's looking again, at his newsletter. Again, yeah. in my newsletter, when to lay sod in South Texas. Oh, that's timely. Anytime. And uh, they talked about anytime. <laughs> they, <laughs> they said the best time to lay zorja. Zorja. Sod grows well in hot temperatures and full sun, but it can also handle moderate shade. I didn't proofread this Did you this put one. that in there? Nope, I didn't proofread this one. <laughs> Sod Solutions wrote that. Uh, I, I, that's what we say. Now, but, I uh, will say I, we laid five pallets of zoysia at my daughter's house. Uh-huh. And they water, but what looks the best is in the shade. Yeah, not, no, not, not, a, not of a big tree, but it's it's, it's still. Yeah, sad. and I had uh, in my house over in the villages of West Creek. I had uh, emerald and Meyer and uh, and uh, light shade, and they they both did very well. Uh, very attractive. You don't want the the, the trick is you got to be careful that you don't get too much shade. Always always the issue is. If there's too much shade for San Augustine, there's going to be too much shade for Zoysia. Definitely. So uh, be careful. This, care, be this is one of those new uh, almost starter homes, so uh, limited square footage. They only put one tree in their front yard. Yeah. Now, it happens to be a live oak, <laughs> but even a 10-year-old, li- even 10-year-old live oak's not too much shade for the grass. Right. Yeah, and... Uh, like we say, St. Augustine is the most shade-tolerant grass that we have, but... And there are varieties uh, of St. Augustine that are more shade-forgiving than other varieties yeah, of St. Okay. Augustine. Shade-forgiving is a better way than right. shade-tolerant. Yes, sir, because then they assume it's going to do well. <laughs> so uh, we, we had a couple in here the other day, uh, last week. They were talking about they had planted, uh, what is it, FJ Select? Is that uh, the Millburger? Yes, it is. Named after Mr. Mil- uh, the late Mr. Millburger. But uh, Calvin talks about 
in, in this newsletter, this is a wonderful newsletter, that October... Probably because I didn't proofread it. <laughs> October is tree and shrub planting time. You wrote that, Calvin. And uh, and the, one of the main reasons that Calvin left off that October is a tree and shrub planting time is that they're on sale here at Millburg. A lot of them. Our favorite shrubs, yeah. dwarf shrubs, and our favorite uh, ground covers are well, shrub, shrub. And I suspect... I don't know. No, I'm just taking it for granted that the uh, uh, our friends at CPS are going to have their program in place too. Well, I, we know. <laughs> I was listening to somebody this morning. Uh oh. And they said that it isn't is going to be in effect. Is or not? Is is okay. Okay. You know, we go through this every year, Trace. They did. Well, they kind of supposedly wait. there was only so much money for it. And then uh, I guess once that he ran out, then uh, oh. C- CPS is uh, continuing to go because it is a novel program, great program to be in. Yeah, I'm still paying my electric bills. Yeah. So how are they out of money? Well, no, it was a government thing oh, in the beginning. Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. And it was only certain a dollar figure that they had to use for it. And we're talking about fertilizer. Says October. This is in the newsletter too. Said uh, October is time for the most important lawn fertilization of the year, Milton. That's why, what Milton why, why says that, all Jerry? the time. Why is that? I don't know. Why is that, Milton? Uh, <laughs> because you're fertilizing the roots and kind of giving it strength to go through the winter and to uh, to come out strong in the. Pretty much, <laughs> and, and and it also has a factor on spring spring green up. Yeah. yeah, application of a winterizer fertilizer to condition the grass for winter survival. Uh, when that first that fertilizer first came out, we uh, <laughs> that we were actually pushing. That. I mean, really promoting that winter survival, because I think we were coming out of some some hard winters that actually killed a lot of lawns or damaged them severely. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, you wait until the lawn grass slows grow. That, uh, and that's, that's kind of happening now. Is that what, what I was uh, debating in my mind what what causes that? Is it the day length or uh, the, the changes? Day length. Day length. And Ch- cooler. The growth, cooler the growth soil. mode, yeah. And, mow- and mowing every two weeks is adequate before applying. And that's what I'm doing now. That's what I've started. You're, on, you're mowing it. I'm still mowing every week. Really? Really? Well, I don't know why, but I am. <laughs> well. I'm, my wife tells me to. Yeah, it's it a... My my lawn used to, in the middle of the summer, and if you were watering, you were mowing every week, definitely. Should be mowing every week, definitely. Uh, but now, you're mowing just to take down the high spots, you know, kind of uh, trim it up. So I'm going to let you talk to my wife. Uh, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll get her on the line, bro. Uh, <laughs> 
let's see. And show a light application of a garden-type fertilizer will boost annual and perennial flowering plants as well. But the reason that it's so important. Yeah, how close was I? Most important lawn fertilization of the year is because it's on sale here at Melbourne. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we have. Let's see, is this the one y'all put the extra sulfur in or whatever? Uh, extra iron. That so it's got extra two, iron? 2% iron in it. Yeah. Versus a normal fertilizer having 0 or 1%. Most important feeding of the year. Now, I think that goes for, for uh, shrubs and grass and everything. Sure. Oh, okay. So, uh, there's been and some research done out it of it. It does old. have directions for trees and shrubs on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think you even helped proofread that. Yeah, right. The, Vest, uh, vegetables are listed that even ca- on that came Oh, really? Out, I think so. That came out of uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State I think. University. I think Mark Peterson made debate that the timing in the fall is important. You don't want to wait too long for the trees and shrubs. Right. Because they got to be capable of, uh, you know, they got to. They got to be capable of taking in the nutrients too. If they don't, they got to be like the squirrels, <laughs> where they can store their. Yeah, they oh, there you go. That's a good. Nuts. That's right. That's right. And for that, before they the need, cold, they need transpiration and they need foliage. The no, the well, what we sell here is eighteen six twelve analysis. Prepared your lawn for winter and promotes faster greening in the spring. 40-pound bag covers 7,200 square feet, regularly $24.99. But Traces sneaked around. (laughs) (laughs) And and if you buy two bags of fertilizer, it's $40. That's $20 a piece to save for... Almost five dollars. We, we had, like I was saying, there was a woman who came up and was talking to Calvin, and she had just bought two, and she was giving one to her daughter. So there you, there go. you go. And uh, the the one what, what a romantic, huh? <laughs> yeah. The, the winterizer fertilizer. <laughs> I love you, hun. Here's some fertilizer. <laughs> the winterizer fertilizer is a is a quick release, fast relief fertilizer, and uh, it uh, uh, it's good for. Vegetables, uh, when you're side dressing the vegetables, or the annual flowers, which most people don't realize that uh, they need a little shot of fertilizer yeah. every now and then. Well, most but of these, that's, most of these flowers have had a shot of fertilizer every time they got watered. Right, yeah. right. So you, but when they get planted, they don't. They never right. get another shot. <laughs> so uh, the winterizer is that kind of fertilizer. We don't. Use slow release the side dress uh, unless you got it uh, because uh, they need a rapid uptake of the fertilizer. So uh, that's good newsletter. Good job, Trace. Like I said, didn't have didn't have anything to do with that one. <laughs> oh, so just take some credit for it. I will. All right. Hey, uh, but we'll tell you again. You can get the newsletter uh, emailed to you by going to. MillburgerNursery.com, and you sign up for the newsletter. Uh, and if you uh, want it mailed to you, that's a choice as well. But if you don't have internet, we did talk to someone a couple weeks ago who didn't have internet, 
Uh, you can just call the nursery at 210-497-3760, and they will... What is that number? 210. Are you writing this down? 497-3760. And I, I will throw in there Monday through Friday, please. Oh, good. Okay. Monday through Friday. <laughs> and uh, they'll put you on the list. We, to get we, want, you, we want your info, but... Uh, It'd be hard to do today. Yeah, it's uh, it's busy. So, and to prove uh, or add to what I just said, uh, Calvin writes in this week in the garden, your fall tomatoes should be responding to the cooling temperatures and the rain with leaf thickness, blooms, and fruit setting. Okay, so uh, basically, it's October first. If you if you're setting tomato a large fruited tomatoes on October the first, I doubt if you'll ever pick them green. I mean, you'll have to pick them green because uh, they they want they'll they'll get big, but then the cool weather will keep them from turning red. Now you can take them in the house, put them on the counter, and, and turn them red. But the cherries, like Kevin was saying earlier. Have already begun to turn red. Some have already been harvested. I, I didn't get a uh, Ruby Crush this year to compare them to, but uh, yeah, they're they're doing well. Not, not, they well, people bought them out. Uh, the 968 uh, are doing well. Yeah, Milton a lot was, of fruit. Milton was the one that reported that the. That they're ripening, uh, mm-hmm. ripening already. The 968s. I got some as a gift to somebody when we first got them here at the nursery, and they're they're now trying to give me uh, give me tomatoes. Well, That's bring, good. If you don't want them, you can bring them here. I'll All right. <laughs> and uh, Kevin continues says, side dress the plants with half a cup of winterizer fertilizer. Uh, See, that <laughs> that almost ties in, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, treat eggplant and peppers the same, because a lot of people over- took the peppers through. Well, and, and they, if, if their garden is anything like mine, the, the eggplants and the peppers are really take, are taken off now, re- repairing themselves after that 100-degree zillion days in a row. There. Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, where people really are, uh, such a, it's a, like today's, now that the sun's come out a little more, it's really pretty. Nice and pleasant. Uh, nice and bright and sunny, too. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. Yeah. Uh-oh. Look at there. Just got a question for Trace, maybe? Or? Yeah, that's... All right. Uh, we'll take a quick break, then, at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Hey, go to bsgtexas.com to learn about BSG and their security systems that they've got. Uh, currently, uh, they've got a great special on there. Zero payments for the first six months on select home security systems. And all products and prices include professional installations by a licensed technician. So no money down, a local Texas company, professionally installed. And go to bsgtexas.com backslash radio to learn all about the features that you get with it. Uh, it is so cool what these security systems can do now. One of the uh, the best things I was, I was talking to uh, Jim Davis over there at BSG, and we were talking about, okay, 
So, uh, you know, what do we want to focus on? And he said the biggest thing that people are concerned about is they want to have monitoring around their house that detects motion. But the trouble is, you know, it's South Texas. you got animals. you got all kinds of things. Cars go by. There's lots of motion detectors that can't tell the difference between a human being and a, a raccoon. But with the BSG system, it absolutely does. So if there's someone in your backyard, if there's something in your backyard, unless you want it to tell you, uh, it won't. But if there's some person in your backyard, it will distinguish and tell you, or it'll set the alarm off if you set it that way. So it's amazing the sophistication. Uh, when we come back next week, I'm going to talk to you about uh, some of the cool things they have for in making yourself a, a smart home. It's absolutely incredible what they can do with this system that you're going to get. So it really is more than just a security system. It is a convenient system, too. So 210-877-1222, for BSG. It's bsgtexas.com, bsgtexas.com. And they can identify the dog that's been pooping on your yard. Yes, sir. They've got stories. They can, they can get a video of the native neighbor and the dog pooping. You know that neighbor that you know has got that dog <laughs> pooping on your lawn but keeps denying it? You can all you all you have to do is you can, get the you, evidence. Uh-huh. And then scoop up the poop and throw it back onto the neighbor's yard. We're, we're gonna let you decide what to do with it. But <laughs> when you go to that neighbor and you say, you know, Hey, uh, you got to help me here. Your dog keeps. That's not my dog. Well, let me show you the video. It yeah. kind of looks like you and your dog yeah. on that video, doesn't it? So yeah, the, the, the it, well, that'll be good. It, yep. All right. So two one zero three zero eight. That's one of the most important parts of the system. <laughs> Apparently, you have a lot of problems in your neighborhood. <laughs> no, my brother came uh, up. Oh, with okay. Idea. All right. He didn't have a video. Why would I be suspicious that Jerry would be the one that uh, his dogs are pooping in the yard? It was a good idea. <laughs> I just look at it as extra fertilizer. Anyway, uh, we, yeah, we're on the air. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I don't know. Can you hear yourself? Uh, I can hear yeah, you just fine. I couldn't I'm hear okay. me very well. I'm okay now. Uh, I'm getting, I, I hate to bother. Or I hate to say bad things about my buddy Neil Sperry. I know you. That just breaks your heart to say that. But uh, on uh, this week's newsletter, uh, uh, the uh, he says fertilize one on the fertilize section. Mm -hmm. Lawn with an all nitrogen fertilizer, high percentage of that nitrogen in slow release form. Unless soil test instructs otherwise. Product may be labeled as winterizer, but it could very likely be the same analysis as your spring and summer food. No. A winterizer is supposed to be a complete fertilizer. It's not balanced. The analysis is 18, which is nitrogen, Oh. Six, which is phosphorus, and uh, 12, which is potassium. 3-1-2 ratio. Yeah, 3-1-2 ratio. Now, that doesn't mean <laughs> the, re the reason you put on a winterizer fertilizer, as Milton so eloquently said. It's the most important fertilization of the year. Yeah, 
and it's to get the uh, get the uh, lawn ready for winter. Spring. Well, yeah, to prepare for, it. Yeah. To let it let it uptake nutrients and yeah be ready for spring, but yet withstand the winter. There you go. And to do that, uh, that uh, research and uh, A&M has, have uh, recognized that it's the uh, the potash, potassium, the last number that uh, causes that winter hard winter hardiness. Wow, oh, I didn't know so, that. Yeah. So not the nitrogen. So if you use all nitrogen fertilizer, you're defeating the purpose of a of a winterizer fertilizer. And uh, we put we put the winterizer on there years ago when it first came out because people couldn't distinguish between uh, three one two and four one two ratios. They couldn't say uh, determine the ratios from the uh, from the actual uh, uh, analysis. But uh, if you look at uh, 18, 6, 12, what is that, Milton? What ratio is 18, 6, 12? 3, 1, 2. There you go. Uh-huh. That's what we sell at Millburg. That's with a liberal arts education. <laughs> That's wonderful. Even yeah. from UT. Stop but, it. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Neil is wrong on that. And you can use slow release fertilizer, but it doesn't do the job of a true winterizer fertilizer because it's not immediately available. Half of it is available, and uh, the 50% of it is uh, available for the next three months. That's why we recommend it in the spring only. But now, if you have, if you want to put winterizer, I mean, uh, if you got slow a lot of slow release fertilizer, uh, you can put it on and know that you're only getting fifty percent of the nitrogen. Oh, okay. None of the potassium. Yeah. Which is that last number? So, Neo, no. Hmm. Uh, no. None of that is. Uh, I was reading uh, the. Uh, question and an- Neil's question and answer in the uh, newspaper. And you didn't pick on Neil for doing the testing? No. Okay. Well, nobody does that anyway, so why well, mention <laughs> Okay. I'm uh, sorry I mentioned it. <laughs> uh, somebody wrote in and said, I planted a water oak 100 yards from my house, and it's doing great. Recently, I read an article that made it sound like a weed. That its acorns are poisonous and that its trunks are hollow. Uh, should I cut it down? <laughs> and it says, water oaks require acidic soil, so they're adapted to primarily the eastern third of Texas. I grew up where water oaks thrive, and I love the tree. You need to know that all acorns are poisonous. So it's not just water oak acres. Uh, all, uh, okay. Do you want to, one of the main reasons that the Indians 
camped out and, and stayed along the San Antonio River over a hundred years ago was why I meant it. It's almost more than much uh-huh. much more than a hundred years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Meteor- Pe- meteors? Pecans. Uh-huh. Which are along the river. And also acorns. Well they ate acorns but they did hundreds of years. Did they prepare them, or did they go. eat them right off the tree? No, they, you don't eat them right off the tree. Okay. In fact, if you can eat them right off the tree, <laughs> you're pretty tough, too, because they got tannins in them. Ugh. So what did the Indians do? They water, they uh, washed them. Okay. Washed the uh, crushed acorns. And they had a little, uh, I think they used... Uh, uh, what kind of bag that would let the water in and out, yet not get the contents? Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, they washed them in the San Antonio River, so and picked, then they for would some eat. Reason the, I picture them. They would eat breaking the, them open like a pecan and trying to get the meat out. No. <laughs> no. Okay. They would eat the eat the uh, eat, after they washed them thoroughly. They would eat them eat and eat the meal. Make uh, yeah. bread and things out of the meal. So they did kind of what Trace is suggesting. They didn't eat the outside, just the meal? Uh, yeah. Well, like I don't know ground, what they ate. It sounded, <laughs> like, it sounded to me like they ground it up. Does the yeah, whole thing ground I, I, up? I think they ground the whole okay. thing up. Like they would corn or... Now, if you doubt me, so somebody did. I'm, like, not, I'm, like not, j- I'm not sure there's anybody alive that could actually doubt you. Yeah. <laughs> like Johnson City. <laughs> Yeah. Johnson City Joe. He's writing you now. He's got an email going. <laughs> there is a recipe on plantanswers.com for preparing acorns and eating them. Uh-huh. Ha- have you eaten them? Yes. No, they're in the Boy Scout manual. Yeah, but have you eaten them? Yes. Let's... No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wash them in the river. Well, you don't have to I wash st- them I in the river. With, I stick with pecans and things like that. But anyway, they they were washed and ready, right. and this happened in all all uh, creeks of, above uh, across Texas. So I'm gonna go ask the Boy Scouts over here. If yeah, they, if there's a badge for eating acorns. <laughs> yeah, did they want a recipe? But the, it's mm-hmm. on PlantAnswers.com. Just look up. Uh, it always makes me a bit nervous. Now, I think Trace is siding with me here. <laughs> Jerry has all these recipes, and you ask him if he's ever eaten them. <laughs> sound like Greg Grant now. Have you ever eaten one of these things? You, have, you don't know about this. <coughs> that means that when he says that, that means he has eaten them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, the acorns are eating if eaten if treated well. If prepared right. If prepared correct. All right. Which is on plantanswers.com. All right. Out of the Boy Scout so, manual. So, so do you have a, a recipe for poke salad as well on Plant Answers? I don't think so. Have you eaten that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> See? In Tennessee, you've there, got to have no, eaten poke salad. Stuff he hasn't eaten is on there, and stuff he, he has eaten isn't. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, getting back to the news. Waiting for a poinsettia <laughs> recipe. Yeah. Oh, they got him. <laughs> also, species of trees, also any species of trees can have a hollow trunk. So you certainly can't hold that against water oak. Now, I, I would and what is water? I would say 80% of live oaks 
especially older live oaks, yeah. have hollow. At least hollow yeah, parts. Calvin was talking with that to someone in just a couple of weeks well, ago. Well, like, like this guy right here, this huge oak tree that's probably you know, 150, 200 years old. There used to be a family of raccoons living in that. No. Oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, they even made a little door on the bottom. I saw and that. Dressed it up occasionally. <laughs> I didn't know that was for raccoons. They, well, they're not in there anymore. But, um, no. I thought it was for mice. This little, no, it was for raccoons. For a little Christmas ice. <laughs> uh, so the limiting factor can be that of uh, soil pH. is striving for you, definitely. Also, oh, by the way. Other popular plants are also poisonous. Consider the list: daffodils, tulips. I, I don't like tomato it when they say leaves. They're, they're poisonous. They have some toxic features, uh, you know, because almost every single plant. Uh, I mean, it, it's not poisonous enough to kill you unless you had. Huge amount if you consume huge amounts or, mm-hmm. or pets. So yeah. the yeah the way I the way I try to explain that to people is you can eat enough peanut butter to kill you. Yeah, or so, salt mm. for sure. That's yeah. a good way to go though. Oh yeah. man, finger looking good. <laughs> yeah, Carolina Last jasmine, azaleas, and among others, but not poinsettias. You've proved that. But you're not still here. <laughs> yeah. We really need to learn not to eat discriminately out of our landscapes. Okay. So I have, so a, he, I have to go back to the other one, though. Which one? Did, did the Indians do bur oak acorns? <laughs> I don't know if they had bur oaks or not. Where I imagine they did. Wherever, wherever and what does a native. water oak look like? What is What distinguishes a water oak from the oaks that... It's, uh, we grow them in Tennessee, and they're fast-growing... Uh, usually weak wooded tree. Okay. But uh, they grow like a house of fire. Right. We got one in my my mother's house's front yard, there in Somerville, Tennessee. So, uh, but uh, you you pick up on that oak recipe. I I often mention it when people call in and want to know how to keep the oak trees from having acorns. And uh, we always talk about uh, they're good for the deer, so let the deer eat the acorn, and then you eat the deer. There you go. And that takes care of the. That's, yeah. re, that's the way you uh, recycle your resources. And the deer don't wash them. I don't imagine. So I, I think I think Jerry. No, they don't. I think Jerry used to do a, a research project on recipes uh, from the Depression era. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure a lot more things were eaten. Yeah, uh, back then to sustain people. <laughs> he talks about that Hoover hog a lot. <laughs> that, well, you know, he, he was there, so I mean, he, yeah. he <laughs> should have some of the recipes already. You didn't even have to go back to the depression. When we a lot, of, a lot of those stuff was eaten. That's interesting because we were when we visited uh, West Texas when Calvin got the call that we were out there collecting columbine seed. Mm. Uh, we went on this ranch. Uh, that was the largest privately owned water source in West Texas, in the state, I guess. And uh, they took us out to their uh, their waterfalls, which was on their place. Wow. And uh, showed us at the top of the waterfalls, there were holes. There were uh, holes chiseled in the in the granite. Uh, are the top of the waterfalls. Okay, by 30 seconds. And uh, they were chiseled in there 
by the Indians. And they would come, and they had they actually had, had left the crushers, the rock crushers. Oh, okay. So they'd put the acorns uh, okay. in the hole All right, we and got crush it. it up. And, On that note, uh, then use it. we're saying goodbye for today. Join us back what? here at No Burgers tomorrow.